Hey, welcome to today's episode of Eden's Conflict, where we dive into the timeless wisdom of the Bible and explore how it can profoundly impact our lives. I'm your host Jai, and in today's episode, we will be discussing the power within the promise of Proverbs 3, verses 9 and 10, as we examine the importance of what it means to honor God with our possessions, and how in doing this, we may discover the ability to unlock a life more full and abundant. I hope you'll join me in this examine what it means to reap the best blessings that God's storehouse has to offer. Proverbs 3 verse 9 and 10 Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. You see this passage teaches us that those who learn to seek God's will and to give of themselves that which they own and do it out of a willing expression will be blessed beyond their wildest dreams. God's love and provision will overflow in their lives, as He is more than able to give abundantly to those who trust and follow Him. On the other hand, there are those who after they have been given His blessing turn away from Him, and this comes as a result of the selfish ambition, the pursuit of self and to giving credit to themselves for what they have received rather than to the giver of all good things. As their attention is drawn away from God and focused inward into their own abilities, God allows this to go on so that the true desires of their hearts might be unveiled to the world. And yet, eventually, they too will come to realize that God is just as able to scatter as quickly, if not faster than they are able to gather. This powerful truth is echoed in Luke 16 verse 13 where Jesus tells us no servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You see, the heart of the true giver begins after we have first chosen where our loyalty lies, and recognize that true liberation and freedom can only be found when we first learned to sacrifice and surrender self before God and others. This lesson was amplified to the extreme, with Christ on the cross, for all the world and universe to see, where there could be no doubt of the depths of God's love and how much He is willing to give us. Yet still, there are those who choose to chase after worldly possession and fame, and this is because their spirit is focused on self to a degree that was crafted and forged in the very heart of Satan himself. And these individuals, while they may experience temporary happiness and joy in this world, will ultimately reap a life of misery that leads to spiritual death and destruction. As the Apostle Paul warns in 1 Timothy 6 verse 10, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Yet even in this condition, our situation is not hopeless. You see, in fact it is those who are farthest from God that the redemptive love and offering that He gave on the cross draws closest to those whose spirit is chasing after the world in hopes that He might redeem them once more with His love and bring them back into the endless blessings of His goodness and grace. You see, God's blessing is not so much about the material as some have assumed it to be that if they just give of the tithes and offerings that are required through scripture, that their lives will then be fine. God is not some vending machine to be 
paid into and receive a blessing in return. No, the blessing that God seeks to give is, is far greater than any earthly possession can be measured against. And the desire to give of, of our worldly treasures should not come from a eagerness in what we will get from it. No, instead, genuine desire to give our lives over to God should be driven by the fact that we have a willingness to be in His presence. We long and thirst for the righteousness that only He can provide. When we give with cheerful and sincere hearts, we will experience a blessing and benefits from Heaven's storehouse that has never been seen before. In 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. When we give with joy and gratitude, we will reap God's abundant provision of love and faithfulness. As we learn to rely on our heavenly maker for all our needs, we will realize that we need far less than we thought originally. And the fear and illusion of lack or want will dissipate away because we will realize that our strength, our life, our very being is not dependent on what the world can give us, but what we have already received from eternity. And that is Christ alone. So when we offer our time, our will, and our resources to God, it should not be in an expectation of what we can get back. But we should expect the fulfillment of His promises, peace, assurance, love without measure. These things that cannot be purchased, and nobody can take them from you, for they are something that is beyond the powers of this life to control. They are the divine gifts given in exchange for a willing heart. The soul of the faithful giver becomes like a well-watered garden, nurtured and cared for by Christ himself. The fruits of their lives will be always in season and ever in demand, a testament of the abundant provision and the grace of God in their hearts. And when their time on this earth is complete, they will be welcomed into eternity with open arms by their Maker, their Father, their God Himself, who will greet them with the words of Matthew 25, verse 23. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. It is essential for us to remember that God alone can give or withhold the abundance of this world. Everything we have is but a test, a sample designed to reveal the true desires of our hearts. And as we align ourselves with God's will and purpose, we can experience 
the fullest sense of his blessing and provision. In Philippians 4 verse 19, we are reminded, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Jesus Christ. This powerful promise encourages us to trust in God's provision and to focus on honoring him with our lives and possessions, knowing that he will not only take care, but provide all that we will need. As we navigate the challenges and opportunities that this life holds before us, some of you may be thinking, this is easy for you to say. Perhaps you are in a condition or a place where your needs are met, and so for you this is easy to not have to worry about what I will need for tomorrow. But let us remember the words of Christ. The sparrows do not reap or gather, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. The lilies of the field are not as rich as Solomon, yet they were clothed with beauty that even Solomon himself did not have. You see, when you can look to your future and see the moment where you are united with Christ, where all of your worries and needs of this world fade away, and there is no more death, nor sorrow, nor fear, nor want, that is where peace lies, and that is what he has promised to give you while you are still here on this earth. And when you can have that and possess that level of calm and assurance in your heart today, is there anything else in this world that is worth holding on to before then? If not, then I would invite you to pray with me as we claim God's promise as our own. Our Father in heaven, thank you for the promises of your word that you are looking out for us and you are providing all our needs. We pray that we would take this lesson to heart and if there is anything we crave more than your presence and your peace, that you would take that from us as we willingly surrender it to you. Be it fear or worry or greed or desire. Lord, we surrender these things to you now and ask that you would put into their place a calm and assurance that only you can provide as we learn to look forward and keep our eyes focused on Christ, that we would not be distracted by the things of this world, but that we would take in calm confidence the promises of your word, that the riches and glory of our hearts are found in you alone. This we ask and believe we have received in Christ's holy name, Amen. I thank you for joining me on today's episode. I hope you have been inspired by these words provided in Proverbs as I have. I pray that this transformative power will be one that we can experience together as we learn to give of ourselves as Christ did. And as we endeavor to honor the Lord with our possessions and our lives, let us claim the promise of his overflowing abundance that we might discover 
his faithfulness as we submit ourselves to him. I encourage you to reflect on these truths and to implement them into your daily walk with God. The next time you're tempted to fear either from a lack of something or to desire that which you know is not from God, I pray you'll remember these words. And remember that you are not alone, that all you have and all you need is but a prayer away from God's presence. So until the next time we meet, may you be blessed, may you be empowered, and may you live a life that brings honor and glory to our Heavenly Father. Take care. for listening to this week's episode here at Eden's Conflict. We are on a mission to transform the way you think about scripture. If you've been blessed by this podcast and would like to learn more about our other shareable resources, visit us on the web at www.edensconflict.com. Are you looking for a fun after church activity? Why not invite Eden's Conflict to demo our latest game with your church group? For availability and questions, you can message us directly through our Instagram page or send an email to info at edensconflict.com.